0: mine let's, is becoming yours mine is becoming more and more unhealthy uh i didn't start drinking coffee in any real way until college um and then uh, uh maybe
1: whoa <laughs> sorry my phone is vibrating over here i'm going to turn on the do not disturb mode it's going on airplane okay, okay.
0: Um, i could you know, drink coffee if I needed it, but I was not addicted to it. I be- probably became addicted to coffee sometime after college. Uh, started having it before work. My I was living uh, at home, and my sister was drinking coffee, and uh, and then it slowly has gotten worse as I started. You know, as I moved out and started making coffee for myself, I'm probably drinking like two coffee cups in of coffee in the morning. Um, two? Do, could you just say two cups of coffee? Did you have
1: to say two coffee cups of coffee?
0: Well, I get well because if you measure it on the coffee maker, it's actually four cups of water. Right. Um,
1: but I think people know like a cup of coffee is like I, a mug, I a mug so. full of coffee.
0: Uh, so I drink, and then uh, when I'm in rehearsals for a show or something, I'll tend to end up drinking coffee once more throughout the day, uh, and usually. Shows are spread out enough that that does not become a long standing addiction, <laughs> uh, but it's kind of just bottle. It's kind of uh, not bottlenecked. It's kind of snowballed over the past couple of months, and uh, now I'm generally drinking at least three cups a day, and it's really bad. I shouldn't be doing that.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think when my relationship with caffeine got just as bad as it is. Like I've I've always gone in and out of like drinking some caffeine, but I've been able to give it up without too much trouble. And the last time, the last time I tried to give up caffeine, it was like, it was no good to anybody. Like I was just miserable the whole time. And I think it started getting really bad. Like I need caffeine instead of I want caffeine. Um, Back when we lived in our old place, I would drive to the Panera Bread (laughs) no, like three or four times a week to just sit and like work. And they have a soda fountain and it's like unlimited refills. And so That's I would terrible. just sit there. I would sit there for like three or four hours and just compulsively drink diet Pepsi until I was like vibrating in my seat. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And it has proven it has proven a hard, a hard habit to break since then. And it doesn't it doesn't really help matters that I don't sleep a ton. Like I'm in this weird position where I get my best, like, long-form work done in the, the night when nobody's around. But I'm also kind of required to be around during, like, standard business hours and, and pay attention to the news and stuff.
0: Yeah, so it's easier to do work when there's less news, but then you need to be awake to cover the news. That's a catch-22 if I've ever heard one.
1: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> something that I've thought about a lot, and I'm just, I'm just going to have to be okay with it. Like, yeah.
0: Like, I just, I had some coffee before this podcast. Like, I woke up this morning, uh, I got a bag of coffee as a Christmas gift from the office, but it wasn't ground, and I don't have a grinder. Mm -hmm. So I had to go get it ground on the way to a meeting this morning, which meant buying a coffee at the place where I was getting it ground so that I could have some in the morning, but not enough so that when I got home, I would have too much because I made a full pot of coffee when I got home. I'm a mess.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I had what did I I had two twenty ounces of Diet Coke with Lime this morning. <laughs> like oh, it's no. while we're recording this oh. recording this at like one forty five. Oh no. And since I got up at like eight thirty, I've had forty ounces of Diet Coke. And I'm kinda of feeling like I'm kinda of feeling feeling it like i'm gonna have to go out after this and go get some more i feel what happened to your green tea experiment i don't like it's they don't always have it they'll have like at this grocery store they'll have like two diet green teas in stock at any given time like don't you don't need to put me on blast about the forum that my caffeine addiction takes like i know that diet green tea is kind of gross but just like roll with it
0: no i know and i'm gonna and
1: like i i need more than the ones that they stock like i <laughs> I can drink one of those things like in a day.
0: I need five gallons of tea. Please give it to me. Can't you just get tea bags? Can you not just be a human who makes tea?
1: I guess, but then it tastes weird. Like, where's all the artificial sweetener and oh, stuff that God. I so badly need? You'll <laughs> <laughs> never figure this out. I'm no no, I'm I'm gonna die. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be dead
0: just gonna vibrate into non-existence
1: or just like my stomach is like eventually my stomach is just gonna explode and like or you'll drink coffee like my stomach acid will spill out onto the ground and i'll just
0: have one day you will Take a sip of diet coke and then it will end up on your shoe and you'll wonder how it got there and it'll just come out a hole in your stomach. Uh, like just...
1: that, that, um, that Calvin and Hobbes where he drinks too much water and he turns into a puddle.
0: <laughs> yes, where'd Andrew go? That's me. Yeah. Oh, there's a pile of diet Diap- Pepsi on who the floor. <laughs>
1: spilled coke on the floor and what happened to Andrew? Ew, it's diet lime. What is this doing here? <laughs>
0: Alright, welcome to Overdue. This is a podcast about caffeine and the books you've been meaning to read, uh, hopefully more the latter. My name is Craig.
1: My name is Andrew. And
0: each week we talk about something for a little while, apparently, and then we talk <laughs> about whatever book that one of us has read. Uh, books we've been kicking around for a while or or books that have been recommended to us. Uh, before we get into this week's book, I want to real quick uh, just mention an email we got a couple weeks ago. After, oh, we got an email? Yeah, it was from... Yes. who from, sent us an email? uh Our friend Laura from Kenyon. Okay. uh She's not at Kenya now, but that's how we know her. That's, uh, yeah. And she wrote in to say that sh- we shouldn't read Study in Scarlet because it's some of it's set in Utah, which I don't know if that's true or if some of... That doesn't sound right now that I say it out loud, <laughs> but I don't want to just... Put her on blast, so I'm gonna double check this. <laughs>
1: maybe go. you should double check it before you read it on <laughs> No on the show. Why would I do that? Okay, so don't read like why why do we not like Utah? What's the I don't she didn't say. I've never it's been very to very mysterious. I've not been to Utah. I think maybe I've flown over Utah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think most of the time I end up flying around Utah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she said, here's, I should probably have read her email, actually, verbatim. She said, a couple of years ago, I decided to read a ton of Sherlock Holmes stuff. Don't read a study in Scarlet. Half of it is in Utah. And then she also, this is just for us. Maybe
1: autocorrects like, maybe it was something else and maybe. it just changed it to Utah.
0: <laughs> she also said, if you want Christmas cards, I need your addresses. I think you guys moved.
1: Yes, we did. So, and it's probably too late. To... It's probably too late. Sorry, Laura. Sorry.
0: Oops. Um, uh Andrew what Good did job you re- with the mailbag. Speaking there. of Christmas cards though, Andrew, what did you read
1: this week? Okay, I'm getting I'm getting into the holiday spirit. And I read um Charles Dickens A Christmas Carol, now which th- I have called like while I was researching it, I definitely typed a Christmas story a couple times. Which that is, is different. Much different. Much different. That's that um, one about film. the
0: boy and the bunny suit, right?
1: Yes. You'll shoot your eye out.
0: And the leg lady lamp.
1: Basically, it's all they—it's like all they show on TBS between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Chinese Duck. So yeah, I read that. Peter in the Wolf. what do you want to? This is a story like it's one where everybody has seen at least one adaptation. Like you can't, you can't have avoided this. No, <laughs> if you if you like grew up and you celebrated christmas or even if you didn't because in america like quote unquote everybody celebrates christmas even though we're waging a war to get that to stop now yeah that's true um (laughs) but like christmas is is the one that is everywhere like you can't escape it and so probably you know the basic outline of the story but it occurred to me that i never actually read the book so i wanted to that's wanted to do that
0: um i think yeah the interesting thing about Christmas carol with regards to its Christmas legacy is that prior to it's not just because of a Christmas carol but especially in Britain and then it kind of bled over into America that was there was like a wave of hey let's celebrate this type of Christmas like it mm-hmm. wasn't until the 19th century that the Christmas tree started becoming popular thanks to Germany um the idea of a somewhat secular but mostly charity goodwill based christmas kind of got popularized because of this book Um, yeah
1: because like god is a is around but i don't think the word jesus appears anywhere i don't think it's like overtly religious it's also got ghosts yeah it does have (laughs) ghosts so I don't. I don't think they're in the Bible. I haven't read the whole thing. Well, probably not the Book of to. Ghosts. That's my the favorite. Book of
0: <laughs> ghosts, my favorite part of the Bible, the Book of Poltergeists. It's. Just... We do realize that the New Testament is just the Book of Ghosts, right? Jesus. Is well, ghost. the Holy
1: Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think any of those are, are this. Does so. the
0: Holy Go- the Holy Ghost of Christmas Past does not appear? <laughs> no.
1: No, I don't think so. Well, so okay, where do we want to? Where do we want to? Let's break down start. this book. Okay, do I? Do we just want to do the high level plot synopsis deal? It, well, even though everybody knows it.
0: Yeah, sum it up real quick, and then tell me along the way if anything was surprising. Stuff you forgot about.
1: There's this What's guy, this? yeah, Ebenezer Scrooge. All right, great. He's a jerk, right? He's a jerk. Is he rich? He's a, he's a usur- user what? what? He's is- a money man. He <laughs> loans people money. Why don't I know that word? user usur- It's It's- Usurper? No, not usurper. <laughs> it's like- How do you spell it? That is the worst word. user A person who lends money at unreasonably high rates of interest. <laughs> Thank you, Google. So he's one of those, okay. And he hates Christmas because it's a holiday and nobody works. And how can you make any money if nobody works? That one day, bah humbug. He says, "Oh man, when everybody comes to wish him a happy like his his nephew who comes to wish him a merry Christmas and he says bah humbug." <laughs> and his his clerk Bob Cratchit wants to go home for Christmas and Scrooge like really doesn't want him to go have the day off. What does he say? And he says, "Well, you can have the day off, but you better come in early the next day." <laughs> I thought you were going to say he says, "Bah, humbug." No, he I mean, he says it a bunch of times. <laughs> so, this all happens. It's it's Christmas Eve. Okay. Um Ebenezer Scrooge goes home and he's visited by the ghost of his dead partner Jacob Marley. Now,
0: what's the deal? What's their backstory?
1: They they use your word together. Was Jacob Marley a good guy? No, he was not. Okay. Is that he's why he's a, a ghost? Yeah, he's a ghost, and he's wearing this big old chain, and the links of the chain look like money and stuff. And Marley is like, I forged this chain in life, and now I have to carry it around in death. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's totally cool.
0: I don't think I knew that. I don't yeah. think I recognize.
1: Because
0: is, is Goofy Jacob Marley? In Mickey's, we'll Christmas talk about Carol? we'll talk about
1: adaptations in a minute.
0: Well, but I'm just trying to think because I don't think I remember
1: Goofy being chained up in money. He might not have been. I don't. I don't. I'm not super familiar with the Disney adaptation. I guess. All right, let's um, continue. Okay, let's go on. Actually, uh, the the in the Muppet adaptation, which is the one I'm going to talk about. <laughs> okay. Um Jacob Marley is Statler and Waldorf, and I think I think that's a pretty good choice, even though it's two dudes. That's pretty great. Um okay so he's visited by Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley tells him there's still time to to repent and make it right and three ghosts are going to visit you and they're going to show you what's what. Okay. And um so the first ghost comes and it's the ghost of Christmas past and, and it takes Scrooge all through his previous Christmases like back went back to when he was a young man and before before like greed had really set in and before you know he, he and he likes Christmas. How young most of is the he? Time. Um, he's like in the earlier sections. You know he's a child, but they spend the most time with him when he's like a young adult. Like he's he has he's a job. He's apprenticed to another moneylender, a guy named Fezziwig, who is uh, much more giving than than Scrooge. Changing. So Fezziwig,
0: Fezziwig, Fezziwig. Esywig is a good guy. We like yeah, him.
1: Yeah, and he has right. and he doesn't like show up again, but he has like he has a big party and everybody comes and dances and everyone's happy. Great. And um and like Scrooge gets into it and and sort of sees I don't know. He he starts to see these things and and before too long like the ghosts don't have to work on him very hard before he starts thinking about like the things that he said, and like he would go back and have a kinder word for his clerk or something if 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 he had been thinking about his boyhood Christmases at the time. Um, and then okay, so ghost of Christmas past goes away.
0: How is the ghost of Christmas past described? What is the? Is it a? Is it a woman?
1: Uh, it's 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 a very ghostly kind of ghost. Like it's, wait, it's described what? As having well, I mean, like it's described as having like. It, it like emits light. It's
0: made of light.
1: Yeah, and it, it might be. I don't know that it, it, whether it's a woman or a child. It might be a child. Oh, but, okay. Or or at the very least, like childlike. Okay. Um. So, Ghost of Christmas Past exits. Um. The next ghost is the Ghost of Christmas Present, who is this big jolly dude. Yep. Who takes Scrooge around to all people's houses on Christmas Day, including like Bob Cratchit's house, including his nephew's house, and. At both places, they are having a really good Christmas, and also there is some disparaging of Scrooge because of how much he hates Christmas. Oh, that Scrooge guy! What
0: a Scrooge he is! Oh man, (laughs) God, this turkey would taste so much better if I wasn't poor. Like, is that what they're saying?
1: Um, no, they're not saying that. Like at the Cratchits, it's very, it's very jolly and it's very festive, but you do get the distinct impression that this is not an everyday occurrence for them they're like, making they the best not, of it they're not generally feasting like this okay because their clothes are very like patchwork and a couple of the older kids have to take jobs to like help support the family mm. and um and then there's there's bob Cratchit's youngest son i think tiny tim who is sick and the ghost tells him he's gonna die whoa well he tells if, tiny tim no the tiny ghost tim. tells scrooge that tiny, tiny
0: tim, tim you're tiny Scrooge.
1: The ghost of Christmas Present tells Scrooge that if if nothing changes, Tiny Tim's gonna
0: die. Oh, the future is yours. That kind yeah, of and yeah.
1: And Scrooge, like at this point, Scrooge is really like he's really starting to repent. And you get the idea that if Do you if think... it had only been two ghosts, probably <laughs> Scrooge would have changed his behavior. I just... Like I was, I was sort of taken aback by how. Soon, like how little time it takes for Scrooge to start reconsidering his his actions. And well, though, I guess the one thing about the story that, well, there are two things I don't really get. The one thing is why Scrooge? Like, why is he given the opportunity to redeem himself? And I suspect that, like in the movie Groundhog Day, it's just best if you don't ask why this individual person and you just enjoy the events as they happen. Well, yeah. I don't know why, but Groundhog Day was the first well, <laughs> point of comparison that I thought of.
0: Well, it is, it is. I mean, Let's unpack that for a second, I guess. <laughs> uh, Groundhog Day is that is the one where... Uh, oh, God, what... Is, Bill... Bill
1: Murray. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I
0: almost called him Bill Pullman. <laughs> that is
1: not... Uh, nope, no. Those he are not, not the bills part that... Of the, he's not part of the Pullman-Paxton diet. The,
0: Paxton, the Paxton-Pullman-Murray yeah. com- <laughs> co- complex. I don't know. Um, and then... Um, he learns a lesson. Andy, Andy McDowell. Oh, good. Let's not talk movie. about Andy McDowell.
1: <laughs> I don't know what the name of the the jerk guy in it is like the the guy that they both work with who's like sarcastic and
0: oh yes
1: the slimy guy is that
0: the oh the guy from um something about mary that guy who's always yeah, slimy him. yeah slimy guy <laughs> um yeah because that's one where it's like he relives things and by reliving them sees things in a new light and his priorities change that's yes. why you're kind and it's vaguely supernatural but like Nothing supernatural is happening to that person in yeah. a like
1: physical way. It's just that's a whole another podcast. I think I was at your house for Groundhog yeah. Day this past year, and we yeah. ended up talking about Groundhog Day for like an dude. Hour. He's in
0: there for ten thousand years. <laughs> There's no way he could learn all that stuff. He was in there for a while. Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. <laughs> like he needs that time to practice all of these things. <laughs>
1: So I don't like why Scrooge is a question I have. And that's not really it's not really answered, except if you consider like the degree to which Scrooge is redeemed and like the amount of good that he does after being redeemed. Unless you count that as like the end, then it's not really clear why Scrooge is being given the opportunity to redeem himself and not everybody else is. Well, Um, well, and then the other the other thing that bugs me a little bit is. They don't spend a lot of time on explaining why Scrooge is the way it is. Like, it's implied that he was poor growing up, and maybe that attracted him to money, and then maybe the money corrupted him after that, but,
0: like... Is there not a moment in the first ghost story where, like, something goes bad? There there's,
1: not- a there's like, a jump from the Fozzie... F- <laughs> the Fozzie Bear? <laughs> that comes later. That comes later. Fozzie Wake Bear. <laughs> From the Fezziwig sequence to like when he's breaking up with with somebody he's been is. romantically involved with for That's a long what time, it is. and she leaves him because like he has changed in some way, and like okay, and it talks about how you can start to see like the greed in his eyes, and you can start to see the seeds of of what would become, you know, what would become the Bahumbug Scrooge later. But it's not there's no like single event. It's just like. Okay, eventually, like he becomes greedy and and stupid because of money or something.
0: I wonder if that's, I wonder if that's part of the message. In a, uh, it's a, it's not fully. It's hard
1: to say what the message is, except like enjoy Christmas, everybody. I think that's the that's the key takeaway.
0: Well, and I think what's what's useful to note about the fact that Christmas was not what Christmas is now when this book was written is that it sounds like Dickens had a very clear vision of maybe influenced by his peers but a clear vision of what Christmas could mean
1: yeah like it's all about it's all about togetherness and like having a kind word for your fellow man and like that's that's the big thing about the christmas present sequence is that you know he visits a couple individual houses but he's also he's like on the street he like goes out it's very it's a wonderful life just on a ship in the middle of the ocean. And the point is that like everywhere, everywhere, no matter what they're doing, people are thinking of Christmas and like keeping Christmas and being extra nice to each other and being held up as examples to Scrooge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's I, I guess he's he's observing how out of step with like everybody else on the <laughs> earth he is by hating Christmas <laughs> as much as he does.
0: Like a, it's just one big get with it Scrooge Yeah, story. All right.
1: And the other thing that the Ghost of Christmas Present does is he throws some of Scrooge's earlier words back in his face. Like Scrooge asks, like in the Tiny Tim sequence, Scrooge asks if there's anything that can be done for Tiny Tim or if anybody could take care of Tiny Tim. And he had made an earlier comment about like how the sick and the needy just needed to die to decrease the surplus population. Okay. <laughs> and the Ghost of Christmas Present isn't like oh wouldn't it be better if tiny tim died and decreased the surplus population and Scrooge feels really bad.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think too this is this is coming at a period of time where that type of wealth and and that type of work is new and those those type of class class issues are only maybe 100 200 years old at at most, right? Yeah. So the idea that you would have people who this there that there is a system that could then forget them is kind of new i guess Mm -hmm. um which explains why dickens might see it and you know then because
1: dickens's big thing was the plight of the poor right yes yes and um and that's what like a lot of his other works kind of are are um like use that as a central theme like um, Oliver Twist, I think, mm-hmm. is a, is a lot about the poor. Like there there are a lot of a lot of books that he's written about the poor, and and I, Even that great comes from too. Yeah, I think so. Um, that comes from his own experiences. Like he was, um, I guess we would call it now middle class or upper middle class or like you know comfortably off. Yeah. But then he worked right in this factory with a bunch of people who were like poor. Well the reason like he worked at, middle class the reason I
0: he mean, had to work in the factory was because his dad ran up a bunch of debt. Yeah. Uh when Dickens was twelve and then was imprisoned for it. Uh and Dickens was forced to go work in this factory in the yeah. same way that you were talking about the Cratchits, like the younger kids having to go work. And apparently yeah. it was the worst. Like I don't know well, what happened to him in there.
1: He um I was reading about how uncomfortable it made him because he knew that he was, you know, class systems were a little more rigid back mm, then. You mm. know, even even though that I think this is, it could reasonably be considered like the start of the modern era or like yeah. it's recognizably modern in a way that like the Renaissance or like the Roman Empire or something is not. Or even something but, um,
0: like late 18th century is not. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and, and he was uncomfortable because like the people would the people who worked in the factory would would kind of poke fun at him a little bit for for being a you know higher class than them and it made him really uncomfortable and he had like a complex about
0: it is this kind of like one large undercover boss is that what you're saying this is i
1: don't think it's an undercover boss i think he just worked in a factory with people he wouldn't have run into <laughs> otherwise and he identified with their plight and wanted to yeah, and wanted, wanted to, to try do something about make it, it. Better, yeah,
0: um, yeah, and you definitely see that in his other work. But then he, what is very smart about this book is that it's tied into a a universal thing, at least in his society, like Christmas. Christmas is all around you. Yeah, like you this know. isn't.
1: This isn't as into the plight of the poor like it definitely definitely it's a theme definitely it's there but it's not like that wasn't the point of the book the the changing how christmas is observed and like trying to make it a a more like harmonious day i think was the main point well but i think
0: that i think that plays right into the plight of the poor though right because if if what you're saying is all the people who have means should not observe this holiday as this kind of community amalgam of Christian and pagan traditions, but view this as your reminder that goodwill is necessary and that charity is necessary mm-hmm. um, because there's no point in the year where you are better reminded of what you do have uh, than that you should take the time to think of people who
1: don't. Yeah, right. Um. So Ghost of Christmas present like is visibly aging during the during their encounter yeah like because he's he's the present so by the end of it get it yeah he gets old and then he goes away and then the ghost of christmas yet to come comes to visit scrooge and basically he's a robed figure that's kind of i don't know you kind of get a grim reaper vibe cool and he doesn't talk the whole time but um Basically, he keeps the ghost keeps showing Scrooge these scenes where people are like talking about someone who has just died. And basically, like nobody, nobody is very worked up about it. And <laughs> and Scrooge says, oh, take me take me to see somebody who is who is like celebrating this guy's life or somebody who is like emotionally affected by this guy's death. And the scene that the only scene that the ghost shows him is some people who um some people who are like defaulting on their loan. And when the husband comes home and tells the wife that this person has died and they're gonna get some more time, like she is happy about it. Oh no. Like that's like the closest that anybody comes to being happy about it. That's genius. And then um Scrooge is like, well, who is this guy? And and surely I can learn from his example. Like, this is what's going to happen to me if I don't, if I don't, you know, straighten out and fly right. But, like, the whole time he's pretty obstinate about, about, um, like, not knowing that it's him. That's like, it's obviously him ridiculous. the whole time. Well, and, <laughs> and, and he doesn't realize it until the ghost takes him to a graveyard and shows him his own grave. Oh, man.
0: I, I think... That is funny that he is in the midst of that scene, being like, "Hey, I, I get it. Yeah, I'll change. I get it." This guy clearly sucked. Yeah, let me, let me change my ways. Oh wait, it's me. I didn't know. <laughs> and then what happens?
1: Um, and then he wakes up and he yells out the window because this whole thing is taking a long time, and he's like, "What day is it?" And a kid goes, "Why? It's Christmas Day." and scrooge is like oh man it's christmas day and he buys the cratchits a big turkey and goes to his nephew's party that he got invited to and he has a a happy smile and a kind word for everybody who comes across his path and then at the end he gives bob cratchit a raise and he helps tiny tim and he becomes like a second father to tiny tim and he's the best guy ever and everybody likes him and god bless us everyone
0: how do you feel about that ending andrew
1: I think it's fine. Like, <laughs> you seem
0: unsatisfied with it. No, no, it's not that
1: I'm it. unsatisfied. It's just like that. This whole the whole transformation, the whole sequence, is so ingrained now that like everybody knows it, and every adaptation hits that note at the end and hits the God buzzes everyone at the end. Yes, and, um, it's very it's very well worn. Like it's still it's still a good lesson i suppose yes but um it's it's not exactly like surprising at this point
0: (laughs) oh that's fair yeah you're reading it being like oh and on the next page he's gonna say i feel very merry merry christmas to everyone yeah yeah fair enough i think it's i think it's interesting that it's kind of matter of fact like you were saying that even in the first ghost he's kind of like oh man I've got Oh man,
1: I was I was really bad. I, that was I've got bad
0: dude. I've gotten a little off the mark, haven't I?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I I think in some adaptations um I don't know, the the transformation doesn't start so quickly or like
0: Yeah, I would think that that is the case.
1: I just I feel like for a, for a dude who spent, you know, a good 40 or 50 years, like it's not clear exactly how old Scrooge is, but for a guy who spent you know, several decades being a greedy moneylender, like he really comes around. He starts coming around pretty quick. It's, it's, yeah. Like if he, if he had even stopped to think for even a second, I think he would have, uh, he would have thought better of some of his actions. But
0: yeah, I think what the ease of the ending for me means is Dickens wanted everyone to know that it was possible. Right like right. and
1: it's 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 and it was a lasting change too like there's like if it had just stopped with him waking up and being like oh I'm going to be a good person from now on like he has to do there's something there's no yeah. yeah there's no proof of it like there's there's like all of us wake up the, in the morning like Wait, at on one Wait, on one time or another true. like at one time or another everybody wakes up in the morning and is like i'm going to not do x yes. that i did yesterday yes. or whatever and that does not stick like as soon as you stop feeling bad about whatever it is you it's it's very easy to lapse back into just whatever your habits are so, so. what you're
0: saying is you need to be visited by three caffeine ghosts
1: i yeah i was just about to say like that's the <laughs> the
0: ghost of caffeine yet to come <laughs> it's you shows a picture of you just drowning in diet pepsi covered in empty bottles <laughs> So you want to talk about adaptations for a little bit real quick yeah
1: like okay so you were talking about the disney one which i don't to, to be honest i'm going like is that through your puberty. favorite What's adaptation happening? or is that just the one is that just the one that you're the most familiar That's with it's
0: probably the one i'm most familiar with i will i will say that i am not i i read christmas carol in middle school And I've seen the uh, I've seen Muppet Christmas Carol once, I think I've seen the Disney Christmas Carol one or two times, but it's not part of my holiday tradition. And I don't think I've ever seen a stage version of it, which is kind of odd considering how prevalent those are and how shortly after the book existed, they started to exist. Um, I'm sure I've seen one of the classic 20th century movies. Apparently the movie from the 50s is like the gold standard. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I don't know them very well. I think most of the imagery that is in my head comes from Disney. Yeah. I don't don't know the Muppet one too. My Muppet Christmas movie of choice is uh, Muppet Family
1: Christmas. (laughs) I'm not familiar with that one, but Susanna really likes the Muppet Christmas Carol, and so we end up... We end up watching that one every year. And yeah, like like Fezziwig is Fozzy and his name is Fozzywig, which is probably like the best. It's probably like the whole reason why they did it. Or at least if I was in charge, like I, the only reason I would do anything is because I would think that it was like a funny And who is Scrooge? Uh, Scrooge is played by, he is like the only non-Muppet character. Is he just like I mean, a dude? Yeah, he's just a dude.
0: Like a dude as in like a human?
1: Like a human man. Okay.
0: Who is the ghost um, of Christmas yet to come?
1: Uh, I'm trying to...
0: Hold uh, on. Because Kermit is Bob Cratchit, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Kermit is Bob Cratchit. Um, the ghost of Christmas present is like just a big giant guy. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas <laughs> past is just like a little child ghost. Okay. I'm trying to remember... Man, I don't remember who the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come is played by. the The guy, uh, Michael Caine. Oh, Michael Caine is uh is Scrooge. I didn't realize that was
0: Michael Michael Caine. Actually, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Batman.
1: He's Alfred and Mister. Scrooge. Oh, that's great. But what so man? Now I really it's because I think they play it for laughs. Who the ghost of Christmas Future ends up being? But
0: oh, I could see that. That seems to be the right way to go if you're doing a a slightly goofy adaptation of a Christmas Carol.
1: Or maybe no, maybe it is just a just an evil ghost.
0: I think that's how it's played in the Disney one.
1: Yeah. No, he's just he's a big he's a big grim reaper y wraith. Okay and he's not like i thought maybe he ended up being gonzo or something but no like like the thing that i like about the um the muppet christmas carol is is gonzo and um Rizzo the rat are like they're like the narrators they're like in the story like talking about what's happening but they're not actually in it and that's it. there are some pretty genuinely funny exchanges that all they right. have all like, right i can buy that cuz i think gonzo's supposed to be charles dickens oh
0: that's great i think yeah, that's so awesome yeah so it's pretty
1: fun if you haven't if you haven't seen it it's uh it's worth it.
0: I don't know. I don't. I I don't know that I have a favorite. I mean, yeah, the Disney one's good, but I don't know it to recite. I it we can to agree you.
1: that like the Jim Carrey one is not.
0: Oh God, that was on TV the other day. I oh, shut it off instantly.
1: First he had to ruin the Grinch, and now this.
0: <laughs> oh man, and that Grinch is terrifying. I don't care for that Grinch makeup at all. All those yeah, all those bad. Whoville people look awful, and. The Grinch has Jim Carrey's face in, like, in the mask. You can tell that it's his face, and it's not okay. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's that's the ad-
1: adaptation that I like, so there you go.
0: Do you, here's a thing that I always think about when I think about Charles Dickens. Uh, is there a sense that this was written serially? I don't think it was.
1: Um, I think that it says that the book was written in, like, six weeks.
0: Okay. But and that I, does so not. So I
1: I think it was published as a as a short story, like as a book. I think the initial run was six thousand copies. Okay. And um, initially, he was not happy with the way that the book sold. But you know, of course, it has like not been out of print since since like eighteen whatever it was. Well, and
0: he apparently kept going back to the Christmas well, which I found funny, and no one yeah, liked it. There were it. a
1: couple <laughs> others that he apparently did that they're not. Um, I'm not sure if they have even Wikipedia pages, if they're, if they're enough to be, if they're like notable enough to be. But yeah, he did one called The Chimes. Okay. And one called The Cricket on the Hearth.
0: I think I've, I've heard of Cricket on the Hearth, but I don't know what it's about.
1: I have no idea. Obviously, Christmas Carol is, is the essential Dickens Christmas novel. And I didn't even know that he had written more before I started researching for this. So,
0: yeah. Um, Apparently he kept going back to the well. And all the critics were like, "You'd stop it." It's they're basically like Transformers movies. Like they just kept making them, and people <laughs> kept people kept reading them, and everyone was like, "Stop it!"
1: If he doesn't write a Christmas book every four years, I think their rights lapse. Yeah, and they, and they revert can't back write Christmas to, books anymore. The
0: rights revert back to Saint Nicholas, and you can't write Christmas books
1: anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's a Christmas carol. I don't think there's a whole lot more to talk about. No,
0: I I do think it's interesting. I would like to go back and and reread it or at least the next time I watch it uh with an eye towards it almost as a as a piece of political writing. Not like overtly political, but one of the one of the critics of the book, or well, not a critic, but a person like reviewing it or or whatever um that liked it okay said that it was quote calculated to work much social good which i thought was mm-hmm. kind of even in that even in its own time people were like probably more in its own time than now people were pointing out that dickens had kind of not an agenda but he had a thesis he had a world view of what was good and just um that is a mm-hmm. little bigger than just this book yeah I also like that Scrooge and Bahumbug are just,
1: like, th-
0: terms now.
1: Yeah, like, he's become baked into the culture, and even other entirely separate, like, money-grubbing characters in other fiction have just been named Scrooge. I think Scrooge McDuck is probably the, the most notable <laughs> example, but, yeah. like, it's it's to be a Scrooge or to... Or it's, like, become an adjective, almost.
0: Yes, and... You know, Merry Christmas is he wasn't the first person to say it or anything, but it's one of the reasons why it's so prevalent is this book. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Britain reverted to Happy Christmas in the late 19th <laughs> century, which I still think I is like
1: Happy Christmas. I'm cool with it. Happy Christmas. It feels it feels kind of like an affectation, but I think that's only because I didn't grow up with it. Yeah, you know you're very or like aware. Or it's, it's definitely an affectation if an American says "Happy Christmas" to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely an affectation. Yeah.
0: Are you um, excited for Christmas this year, Andrew?
1: Yeah. What are you doing for Christmas? Let's just talk about Let's, it on the air. Yeah. Come on. Uh,
0: and yeah, it's holiday plans. Um, <laughs> well, Laura and I will not be together for uh, Christmas. She's gonna go home. Yeah. Uh,
1: spoiler alert, it's really hard to do that before you are married or engaged. Yeah, to be yeah. Like, Suzanne and I have been together for six years, like six Christmases, and this will be the very, very first that we've ever spent the actual day together.
0: Yeah. Um. Ugh. So, I don't know. Uh, I'll go home. I have to work Monday and Friday, so I can't take, like, a full week or anything off. Yeah. Um. So, I'll go home Christmas Eve, and then... Uh, we'll probably, you know, do Christmas stuff, and I don't know what's on the menu yet. There's usually a, a decent menu at the house, and then we'll watch a movie. We'll, we always go out and see a movie. Last year we watched Django Unchained, which in retrospect seems like a bad decision.
1: <laughs> We've got a list of Christmas movies that we're gonna end up watching. I mean, I, Muppets is on it. It's a Wonderful Life is on it somewhere. Um she's never seen a Christmas story so even Whoa. though that movie is a little played out like I, I still
0: kind of like that movie.
1: I like it still. I'll watch it once. I yeah. can't watch it like on an endless loop well, like I don't, apparently what people kind of crazy people can. do that.
0: That's dumb. You I don't know. you catch you're either sitting down for a full loop of it or you just catch bits and pieces. Kind of
1: like when we You catch bits and pieces or you like tune in halfway through and then you watch it and then you watch the beginning of the next showing until you get to the point where you came in. Yeah, exactly. Which is how which is how I think we watched Groundhog Day when we watched Groundhog Day. Yes. And and Groundhog it's how Day. we
0: watched it's how we watched Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. On Well, loop.
1: Charlie Brown Christmas we just put on in a continuous loop in our dorm room. For like a month. Played it. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't even turn it off when we went to bed. We'd just turn it down and go to sleep.
0: Yeah, we burned out. I think we've talked about this on on the podcast before. I burned Maybe. out the the DVD player on yes, that on yeah, that yeah, TV that I
1: did. <laughs> And then I think we're going to we're going to add Die Hard to the rotation. Oh, nice. Year, yeah.
0: It is a, yeah. I saw someone online saying the other day that was like, "Now welcome to the time of year when everyone likes to point out that Die Hard is in fact a Christmas movie." <laughs>
1: Everybody just likes an excuse to watch Die Hard,
0: and I like I like that people find their own Christmas things to watch too,
1: because that is mm-hmm.
0: it's a thing that is uh, a nice communal family activity that can you know you can hang out and watch something together, and if you've seen it before, you don't have to pay attention to all of it. You can kind of sit around and chat.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good time. So, yeah, Christmas, if you want to tell us about your Christmas plans. Or your holiday plans. Or your holiday plans, yeah, yeah. We don't want to be Your festivist plans. Yeah. Your feats of strength plans. If you'd like to air your grievances. Please do. about us to us. You should email us at overdopod at gmail.com. We check it every couple of weeks. I'll try and know. check it more. We go in there. Um, If you want to get more immediate attention, um, we also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash overdue pod and a Twitter page at twitter.com slash overdue pod. And we um, we usually post uh, the new episodes when they go up, which is every Monday, most of the time. And um, and like any other like cool book related links that we that we find, we'll put them up there. Um, And yeah, that's that's the social end of the deal. Yeah.
0: And we also have a website overdue Podcast.com, which has all of our back episodes it has links to uh the books that we're reading on amazon which you can click those links and you can buy the books which supports us and supports the cost of the show uh as well as you can i guess buy other things on amazon there i don't, I don't know if i'm supposed to tell you that but you're you're screwed you're, you're scrooged for christmas attend- shipping at this point but uh you can give it a shot And you can also find a link to our iTunes page where you can subscribe with your iPod phone or you can uh, rate and review us, which we'd appreciate. You can also find a link to the RSS feed if you use those or just the web player if you want to listen to it at work and play it over your computer speakers and weird your coworkers out. Uh, That's totally fine, too.
1: Yeah. Did you say about rating and reviewing us? Yeah, rate and review
0: it. Rate and review the show. Tell people how good it is. The reviews actually... The ratings actually specifically help other people find the show on iTunes, uh, and right. that would be greatly
1: appreciated. Uh, give, and the reviews just make us feel nice. Yeah, so.
0: Give people the gift of this podcast. Put it on a thumb drive. Mail it to your aunt. <laughs> tell her that she should you listen. You know there's
1: some obscure relative who you have not... You you need to do better, so... Yeah. Put our podcast on a USB stick. They're not that expensive. No. send them Send them to your aunt. Put a... Smile on her face, yeah, or and something, a, and a and a laugh in her ears, yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> I haven't figured out what I'm reading for next week yet, uh, but I think I'm gonna specifically pick a book I' have gotten for Christmas in the past couple of years I have a a good stack of books that are there
1: any new year's books that we can read? ooh, if I can
0: find a new year's book, I'll read it, but if all failing that, I will uh pick a book that. I've received as a gift and have done a really bad job of reading. Um
1: Okay. That's that's good thematically, yeah. I think. So okay. pay attention for All that. D- that's also on the
0: website. Ah
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, that's that's it. I think that's our entire protracted Happy Holidays. Yeah. Oh, and I guess I don't know, Happy like holidays. it's it's holiday time. So thank you to Steve Dowling for recording our yeah, thanks, Steve. that tells you that we're gonna spoil everything for you and thanks to the estate of miles davis i guess for not suing us for using his song freddy freeloader yeah let us (laughs) know if you fitting a fitting title you can give us a cease
0: and desist for christmas if you want but you don't have to (laughs)
1: all right that's it uh everybody we will see you next week have a great holiday season whatever you choose to celebrate or not celebrate we we accept you there are no judgments here none and uh try to be happy